Welcome to Pastor Pap's Podcast. My name is AJ, and with me every week is my pap, Pastor Dave Frazier. Hey, good to see you, Mr. AJ. How's good, it going today? Good to see you. Welcome, everyone. We are on episode six of our Pastor yes. Pap's Podcast. I've just got to say, AJ is sporting a beard. <laughs> And it's actually out enough for me to see it. It's a. Uh, it looks like a beard. Now. We're just seeing what's what's it, what's there, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm in the band at Ohio State, and we have to be cleanly shaven to ah, be in the in the band. Right. And uh, so right now it's off season, and I'm just growing it out to see what's there. I've never actually tried to grow out a beard, so uh, it's, we're we're giving it a, a test yeah, run. Kind of got the blonde beard going there. It yeah. looks nice. <laughs> well, hey. We're gonna open up. We, I, I just want to, you know. By the way, could you get dates with this beard? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Not to this point, I have not got uh, a date with the beard. Um, man, speaking of dates, I want to know what was your first date like with Granny? Oh um, my goodness, that was. Uh, I was uh, such a bold and brash young man. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I was like so shy about the asking her on a date. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We ended up going to the drive-in theater. Oh. South. What was it called? South View, Southland, South South Side. I, I think. I I have been to that drive-in theater. We yeah. went and saw Toby Mac at the at, at the drive-in theater. They were really? doing like a drive-in concert. How about that? I believe it was the exact same theater. <laughs> I'm sure those quality speakers hanging in your car were really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had some other setup. Yeah, they did. But but that's that's funny. So okay, so you're at the drive-in theater, you well, pull in. <laughs> well, <laughs> we pull of course uh we got, uh, I have to have my sister and her sister in the car too, right? Right. So we pull in in my 62 Ford Falcon. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we pull in and I'll tell you another story about that car someday, but, uh, <laughs> we're sitting there and, uh, right about the time the, this movie starts, uh, this, this big, uh, international, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a, uh, oh, like a suburban pulls up behind okay. with, your Terry's mom and dad and all the kids. You know? so, yeah. so that was kind of our first date. Yeah, that's funny. I sent I sent the sisters out for hamburgers. You know, so that was our only time of solitude. And of course, the parents are right behind. So that was funny. But that what I to me probably the funniest part was asking her out. Okay, I know this is awful. Do not do this. All right, this, you this is not life advice. This is not life advice for sure. But uh, I was. Uh, I'm, you have to understand as a, as a 16 year old kid, I'm, uh, I'm pretty shy. Uh, I'm a very shy kid at this age. Um, standing in front of people and talking was not like natural for me. People questioned me when I said, I think I'm being called to preach. They were like, are you sure you got to stand in front of people? (laughs) Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I asked my sister to ask her sister. To ask Terry <laughs> if she could ask her mom and dad if I could have her on a date. And I can't believe they gave permission. We worked. <laughs> yeah, they gave permission. One, two, if, three, yeah. four, five, five people there yeah. had to be a part of that. Yeah, it was okay with them as long as Jamie could go with us. That's Terry's sister. And, um, and of course, 
I brought my sister to keep Jamie company. You there know? You so go. there we go. That's how we, that was our first date. I don't even remember the movie we saw, but uh, <laughs> it didn't even matter. We were together. It mattered. And my heart thumped. Yes, even then. And look at you now. Yeah. You got a first date? Come on. <laughs> not really. I've, I've not gone on very many first dates. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a sister either. So that that's probably the problem. No, Your sister could ask her sister. <laughs> that's what I need. Yeah, that's I, need I, I need a, uh, maybe I can get my brother to ask another brother to ask yeah, that her, 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 her parents. parents if I can go on a date with yeah, yeah something sister. like that. Yeah, that would work. You know? Is that is that the key? And obviously, you know, you're you're my most handsome oldest grandson. Of course. Of so course. Uh, I, I imagine <laughs> lots of girls out there waiting to date you. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, good to see you today. Well, man, this is a great start to podcast number six, right? <laughs> um, we our goal for this podcast is to bring you a little closer to Jesus. And also to make you laugh. And hopefully we've done one of those things already today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how deep and spiritual that first part was, but at least <laughs> maybe we had a chuckle. Yeah. Oh, man. But we got some great stuff planned. We have a guest speaker that we're going to bring in today. All right. We've got some preacher feature. we got some church chuckles. But we're going to start off right now with a sermon and a sack. Sermon in a sack. Oh boy. All right. Here you go. Our sermon in the sack item today is a nice little tie. This is the tie that I wore uh, to. Uh, uh, what did I wear this to? I don't even remember. My interview for band. I had an interview the other day for marching band and I wore this tie and it was still in my bag. And so this is the item. It's blue. With um, with some black stripes. It's Not like, scarlet and gray for no, the band interview. No, I, I changed it up. I changed okay. it up a little bit. But yeah, this is the this is the item. A tie mm-hmm. that's already tied. It is already tied, but it's not like a fake tie. It's a real tie. It is a real. It's tie. a real tie. You have to tie it. I and I I did tie it actually. And I'm supposed to come up with a sermon illustration. Sermon illustration tie. with the tie. Let's hear it. What you got for us, Pastor Pat? Uh, well, I noticed it was already tied, okay? Did you tie it or someone else? I did tie it. You tied it yourself? I did, yeah. All right, but you left it tied. But I left it tied so that I didn't have to retie it I if I needed you. it again. i tell you what it reminds me of. A lot of people, you know, we've kind of gotten away from wearing ties, even in church. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to wear how to tie a tie and... To me, I guess the tie, I, I always think of you, you almost need help with it every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so that's, guys, that's true. I, uh, I actually tie a tie and the only way I know how to tie a tie is by the YouTube video. So is that right? Yeah. So here I am. I'm literally trying to tie the tie right now and, 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 and <laughs> looking at me like, a, you're doing it. Work. You're yeah. doing it all wrong. And so, well, maybe it is going to work. Look at you. It, it, it's that's not how it was tied a minute <laughs> it's, ago. It's not but. exactly the way it's supposed to look. <laughs> uh, I guess it just reminds me. I tell you what, it reminds me of. We generally need help in life, don't we? That's that's we, true. We need yeah. help in life, and we need others to help us along. I'm, I know I was at a wedding. A guy was had his tie, and I said, he said, his wife comes up. Can you tie his tie for me? I said, <laughs> I cannot tie it by standing over here and tying his tie. Yeah, yeah. But if you let me put it around my neck, I can tie it and then I give it back to him. But it's just, I don't know. The tie reminds me of the fact we always need 
someone to help us in life. You know, we just, we're not supposed to be lone rangers. We're not supposed to be lone wolves, right? Right, uh, right. Uh, in fact, the lone wolf is the one you're scared of, right? Uh, we need to be willing to receive help from other people sometimes. And of course, be willing to give help when we have the opportunity. That may not be what everybody else thought about when they saw the time, and that's what came to my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, now's a perfect time to introduce our special guest. Um, our special guest for the episode today is my dad, your son, Joe Frazier. That's right. Three generations right here, man. This is my son, Joe, on the phone. Hello. Hello. We How are you guys today? We're great. We're great. great. And yeah. my grandson, AJ, is here, obviously, as well. Hi, Dad. Hi, son. Well, How are you today? I'm I'm well. We have uh, been talking about first dates and uh, the the funniness that it all is, and you know it got me thinking. I want to know what one of your first encounters was with mom, my mom, and so uh, yeah, maybe share share with us a little bit about that. Oh boy. Okay. Um, well, actually, it was kind of funny. My now father-in-law was on a phone call with my future wife jackie and we happened to be at their house uh in their swimming pool and if you know my father-in-law at all he is very very proud of his only daughter and pretty much will do anything and everything for her to a fault if you ask me but you know that's what it is but um he loves Jackie to death and uh, would do anything for her. So he was very proud of her and wanted us to see a picture of his daughter who was on the phone mm. with him. So he showed us a picture and I remember your mom, she was so horrified that he was showing her <laughs> this particular, he was showing us that particular picture because she had the largest hair and braces, not braces, but she, it was it was a bad picture. Like it was your typical nineteen eighties, early nineties yeah. hairstyle with gotcha. uh, you know the whole mess. So she was horrified, and she I remember her being on speakerphone. Don't show them that picture. Don't show them that picture. <laughs> of course, a typical fifteen, sixteen year old. Um, you know, young lady who was embarrassed that this guy was seeing her picture. So anyhow, <laughs> that was my first uh, kind of encounter. And then after that, it wasn't too long after that, we actually met and I was, I was smitten right away, but uh, it took her a little while to warm up to me. So <laughs> that was, that was my first encounter with, uh, with your mom. Oh, fabulous. That's funny. Yeah. And the rest is history. And the rest, and is, the rest is history, yes. <laughs> 20, what, 26? I think it's 26 years later. I can't remember. She keeps track of the anniversary <laughs> date. Oh, I know what day it is. I just don't know how many years it is. <laughs> yeah. That's what matters. <laughs> well, my anniversary is on... I was married in 75, so it makes it a little easier for the math on me for some reason. <laughs> anyway. Well, I, I was married in 95, so I I just can't. I'm not good at math. I, I thought I was 45 <laughs> this whole year, and it turned out I was 46. So, or I thought I was 46, and it turned out I was 45. I can't even remember. So, yeah. So, you're you're not good at math? That's a real shock to me. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's a family trait. I think so. But hey, least, now. But at least you could multiply well, 
Yeah, AJ can AJ can do math, and so can Brandon, my other son. But I think they they must get that from their mom for sure. Yeah, the, that's that's from the Whaley Gene side, right? The gene pool. <laughs> our, our gene, well, your mom's fairly good at math, but I was never really good great at math. Yeah, our gene pool's shallow on that end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, deep in other other areas, but not that area for sure. You know, one of the things we're doing here is uh, just. You know, we, we want to move people a little closer to the Lord while we're having a good time, you know. And uh, I was sitting here, we're thinking about, you were our, you're my firstborn. And uh, I was thinking. I was? Yes, you were. You're the, oh. <laughs> you're my favorite firstborn son, by the way. Um, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Anyway. I think I'm the one that said I was also your least favorite firstborn son <laughs> first, too. I've never said that. But anyway, oh. the... Uh, the uh, I was just thinking about when you received the Lord as your Savior. I don't think you were uh, too old at that time, but uh, I just I remember that night. Uh, how do you remember that night? Well, I I I tend to um, embellish stories over time, so I think I remember this correctly, and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but. I remember, I believe it was a Wednesday night. It's either Wednesday night or Sunday night at uh, Parsons Baptist Church. And I believe the, the pastor was uh, Phil Jones at the time. And he was preaching a sermon. And honestly, I could not even tell you what the sermon was about. I, I, in fact, I think I was playing the, you know, the game you do as a child where you, you try to pop the head of the person speaking with your fingers, you know, that little game like that. I think I would recall I was doing that pretty much during the entire sermon. Pastor Phil will, um, will appreciate that. I'll have to make sure he gets the copy of this. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I, I remember, uh, but I remember the night. Uh, I do remember the night and I remember uh, I was six years old, I believe. And it was, it was a, a night that was, just like any other Sunday night, I was just having to be sitting there with my mom in uh, a, a church. And for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit really just got a hold of my heart that night. And not having known what the sermon was or anything like that, I just I felt a tremendous, uh, I guess, the call of God on uh, to come to him and, and to ask him to be my Lord and Savior. And I remember telling my mom, and at first I believe she said, just, you know, I was the typical six-year-old boy. I think I got told to be quiet and sit down. <laughs> and then um, after she said that, I was persistent. I said, no, really, I, I want to go up there. I want to get saved. And um, so she took me up there, and I believe you were uh, leading music at the time, right. if, if I'm recalling correctly. And I think you actually stopped leading music and came down or maybe you finished the verse and came down and uh, we went to a side room and that's where I asked Christ into my life and I think it was in your office and um, I remember that night or as as we were kind of praying the power went out and the, the room got completely dark as far yeah. as I recall and it did, yeah. there was a there was a lone um, like street light outside the window that was on and I remember you telling me something to the effect of that's, you know, that's what God has called you to, to be that shining light in the darkness. And that's kind of the way I remember it. I, you know, again, that was 
40 years ago. So uh, I, I think that's right. And, um, <laughs> you know, from that day forward, I've, I've, you know, there's always been times, I think anytime you're saved as a child, you have, you know, doubts. And, um, but, you know, I've always come back to that moment. And, you know, that moment has been seared into my memory that it was real and that it was, uh, yeah. it was a moment that, you know, that was the time I gave Christ my life. And, you know, I've recommitted, I guess, at times to him, but, uh, you know, I never doubted uh, actually being saved at that moment. So mm. that that's the moment I look back to and says that's the date I, you know, I accepted Christ as my Savior. That's excellent. <laughs> Did I remember that right? I think that's pretty close, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. That's the way well, I remember it, too. I do remember the power going out of my office and everything. Uh the part about the street light—that's interesting. I don't—that's—I I don't doubt that that happened. It's just that I don't remember that part of it. That is—that's the part I remember probably most about that whole wow. uh, the whole situation. But wow. yeah, I'm pretty certain that happened because yeah. I remember it very well. But I do uh, uh, today. You asked me what I'm doing today. I am uh, in the process of remodeling a kitchen, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, if that's what you're asking, like specifically today, if you're yeah, asking what I'm yeah. doing in ministry today, uh, <laughs> pretty much nothing. I understand. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that you're you're ministering to somebody by remodeling their kitchen for them, right? But anyway, I guess. yeah. So you know, being in being in construction business, running your own business, I'm sure that. Uh, you have a little bit something different every day. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and it it can be. Uh, I've done plenty of marriage counseling as part of uh, construction and bathroom and kitchen remodeling. I've done plenty of marriage counseling. I've I've uh, yeah. I've had to break up fist fights between two employees. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So, do you really want that light there, or do you want to have a good marriage? Right? Is that the idea? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I always want to tell the husband, just be quiet. Just, it, it, that's not, this is not your problem. Just go away. To, yeah. Let's let her make this decision. But, you know, certain certain men, I think they have to have an opinion about those things. And it, it's just not. I, maybe we can do another episode about marriage counseling in the construction industry. So it comes up in the most unusual ways, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're so thankful that uh, we got a chance to talk with you. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Anytime. We've Thanks, had such uh, so much fun. Thanks for letting me hang out with your your favorite oldest son. That's right. And it's, <laughs> he doesn't it's say that. Your, it's going to be your highest rated podcast because I'm in it. There you 100%. go. 100%. Make good. sure you rate us five stars. <laughs> I will give you five stars just because I got to be on it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell all your customers. That's right. All right. Take right. care, bud. Thanks. Bye, Dad. Good love you, man. You guys have a good, good day. All right. We love you, man. Take care. All right. Well, man, that was an awesome uh, conversation with, yeah. with my dad. Um, I bet he's your favorite dad, isn't he? Oh, by far. <laughs> by far. <laughs> None compare. Um, one thing that, uh, that, that he mentioned in his testimony was that he got saved at a really, really young age, at like six years old, right? Right. And so the question comes up every once in a while, like how old does someone have to be to be saved, you know? And, sure. and so I think that kind of segues really nicely into our preacher feature for today. Um, yes, the preacher feature. I'm, I'm focusing on John chapter 16 today, John chapter 16. And Jesus is talking to his disciples about the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, he's already told them that he's going to be crucified. 
He's already given them some words of comfort that he's going to prepare a place for them. And now he's uh, talking to them about the fact that as he goes away, it is an advantage to them because the Holy Spirit's going to come. Mm, All yeah. right. And he says, uh, when the Spirit of God comes, he's uh, here's what it says in verse 8. When he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to the to my Father and you see me no more. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Now, as I look at that passage, you say, what does that have to do with how old a person <laughs> is when they get saved, right? Yeah. Because uh, he's talking about the role of the Holy Spirit, drawing people to God by convict, convincing them of sin and judgment and righteousness. And as I look at that, I think that is really, it, it applies to every person's salvation, regardless of how old they are. But it reminds me of the fact that these are the the things we're looking for when we're asking the question, is a person ready to receive Jesus? Mm. You know, it's not a magical age like when you're 15 and a half, you can get your learner's permit. <laughs> You know, it's not like that. What it is, it in fact, I believe it's a little bit different for everybody. Yeah. I will say this, though. In Old Testament times, and even today, a Jewish child reaches the age of 12 or so. They are asked to become uh, a, a student of the law, a, a son of the law or a daughter of the law. Okay. In fact, if I remember, Bar Mitzvah, Bar Mitzvah has the concept of becoming a son of the law, a son of okay. God's word. Uh, the, the children are expected by that age to make a significant spiritual decision. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's the magical age of salvation, but I'm just saying that that if, there, if a child is getting to be that age... Um, it would be assumed in Old Testament times, at least, that they're getting close to a time of making a spiritual decision of significance for the rest of their life. It's a lifetime mm-hmm. commitment they were making. Um, however, for for someone receiving Christ, I believe that age can depend, I guess. My first awareness of my need for the Lord, I think, can't hit me around 12 years old. Mm-hmm. But for many, it's, it's sooner than that. Yeah. For your, your dad, it was sooner. You know, yeah. For your grandmother, it was sooner. Um, and, but here's what I look for. In fact, I've had parents ask me this question often. Uh, how do I know if my, my son or daughter is ready to be saved? They're, they're yeah. asking questions. They're asking spiritual questions right. or their friends got saved. Does that mean they need to get saved? <laughs> or, you know, they, they want to, they saw someone getting baptized. They want to be baptized. Well, obviously, uh, the real question is, have they been convicted of sin and righteousness and judgment. Mm. I really think that's the real bottom line question. So have they been convicted of sin? They recognize their own need for God. They're sinful. They need their sins washed away. Um, One of the questions I'll often ask is, how do you understand what sin is? You know, Mm. and uh, if they give me a blank look, then they're probably not really ready yet. I mean, because the spirit of God will bring conviction to the heart. And mm. when he convicts, you can't be saved unless he's doing the work. So when right. he convicts and right. says, yes, you have sin, you need to have that sin washed away. You need, you're standing guilty before God, which leads to sin and judgment. Uh, you recognize there's judgment for sin. There's consequence to sin. 
at a spiritual level between yourself and the Lord and the need to be made right with God, the righteousness of God. You, you understand you need to be made right with God. And so those are the things I go to. And when a child starts to exhibit those kinds of burdens in their heart, mm -hmm. that tells me the Spirit of God is dealing with them. Yeah. Because it says the Spirit will do this. It doesn't say the preacher will do this. Sure. Yeah, no one can talk you into this. These are things only the Holy Spirit can teach you. Mm -hmm. You're a sinner. You need right. to be made right with God. And if you're not, there's judgment to follow. You know, mm -hmm. And uh, if you trust what God did on the cross, bringing his judgment on our sin, when Jesus hung there, you're starting to understand how to be saved, uh, what needs to be done to be saved. And again, it's not a magical age, but I'm sensing my need for God. I'm sensing my need for him. And as uh, we then follow the procedure, call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Uh, you, you call on Christ in faith and repentance as you surrender to him as Lord of your life. That's where salvation occurs. So is it a magical age? I don't think so. But yeah. I do think what we should look for is their conviction of sin and judgment and righteousness. And that's, uh, to me, is kind of the key to seeing, okay, this person, you know, if the Spirit of God says they're ready, who am I to argue? Okay? Yeah. Uh, who yeah. am I to argue with that? We, we, we want to make our kids sound like Bible scholars before we let them come <laughs> to Christ. And really... The Bible teaches the opposite. Mm -hmm. It says adults have to become like children <laughs> right. to become followers of Christ. So um, anyway, that's my preacher feature for today. I hope Love that it. gives somebody some thoughts to think on yeah. today. Well, hey, what an episode. Yeah, fun stuff today. Yeah, episode six is now in the books, and we've had a, a blast recording these. Um, man, I'm ready for some lunch. How about you? <laughs> I can see, I can sense a, a little bit less excitement in your voice. Like, hey, this guy's ready to eat or something. Yeah. Now oh. I'm ready for lunch too. What do you think today? I don't know. What do you What do you want? You go <laughs> grab something somewhere close by. Yeah, we did Chipotle last time. Maybe we can go to the, the local Mexican restaurant. You know, uh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, that'll work for me. All right. Well, hey, guys, if you're listening, be sure to give us a five-star review, man. Even if you think it's like one star worthy, round up is what <laughs> we like right. to say. Um, and, hey, tell your friends about it. If you think this is fun, you know, pass it on. They might think it's fun, too, even if they don't know us that well. It's awesome. Right, right. We we're, want to be... Uh, we don't make money off of this. We're just having fun. <laughs> right, we're unsponsored. So if there's a sponsor out there that wants to sponsor us, let us know. Yeah. You send it to pastorpapspodcast at gmail.com, right? Absolutely. Along yeah. with your questions that you want answered or... Yeah. And the, AJ's managing all of this, so... <laughs> I don't get a penny out of this. So, you know, no, this is no. just fun He's hanging out. I'm just fun, having fun hanging out with my grandson. This is All right. Fun. Well, hey, guys, thanks again for listening. We appreciate you, and we will talk to you next week. See you, senor.